When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. See, this is why you need people who sound like me on ESPN. <laughs> so that people don't say things like, who is Eli Gold? Maybe the most legendary voice in the history of college football. It's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Randy Scott filling in. I will agree that he does sound like Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you are you a Paul Heyman guy? Do you do you like what well, you watch wrestling? I mean, are you I know. W- yeah, I'm aware of Paul Heyman's you know tenor and tone and rep and and the whole thing. I think it fits. Yeah, I do wonder, however, if uh, if if Carlin should have the uh, the fake ponytail skullet that Paul <laughs> Heyman went with for a long time. He would wear a hat with a fake ponytail. I think he ought to do that as well. I think that would look good. But Eli Gold, the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, former NASCAR announcer on the Nashville Network. Randy, are you familiar with Eli Gold? Absolutely. Touchdown Alabama! Like, I, I can't do it. That's, that's I can't not do a good it. impersonation. It's not a good impersonation, but I, I know it is iconic. Is yeah. that your just go-to Southern thing? <laughs> Touchdown, Alabama! No, I didn't like, do that. I didn't you do sounded that. more like Barney Fife than you did Eli Gold. I'm trying to think of because I, I mean, listen to Raider games. You know, they swapped announcers. Now it's uh, Brent Musburger, but the guy who yeah. used to do Raider games now does um, Niner games, and I, I get them all sort of, sort of mixed up. But I feel like the Alabama, the way he punches Alabama, touchdown Alabama, like I. I don't know, man. I, it's, now it's, you're making now you're making him sound like a cartoon, Alabama. Not, I can't do. I can't do. I tell you what, let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. On Somebody will find in our archives. Oh, I'm Bible. confident one of our producers will find an Eli Gold clip because I can't let Eli Gold's good name be Randy Scott making him sound like Rick and Morty. It is. Right? I want. I need. I need Eli Gold's <laughs> actual voice to be on the national airwaves because he's one of the legendary. And you know, in in sports, when you have that voice that's connected to a team. Yeah. Like, what was the guy that was with the Phillies forever that that had that voice? You know what I'm Harry talking Callis? about. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like that, that's what Eli Gold is for the state of Alabama. <laughs> well, and Larry Munson, you know, I worked for a year yes. in Georgia, so Larry Munson's an icon. They What's make- the guy that was with the Tigers? Uh, Ernie, uh, Ernie. Cal- uh, nope, nope, that's Harry Callis. Uh, no, I know who you're talking uh, Ernie about. Ernie Harwell. Well, there was Harwell. Ernie Harwell, yes. Like those dudes, Eli Gold yep. is one of those guys. Alabama. In Kentucky, we have. That's it. That was stop? it. That, that was that's it. not what he sounds Nailed like. Nailed it. It's Kaywood Ledford was our guy <laughs> in Kentucky for many years. Now, <laughs> it is a lot going. There's a lot going on in sports. You got a major college basketball weekend. Spring training is starting. Uh, there's a lot happening. But as always, the NFL dominates, and it started today when Russell Wilson was uh, pushed to the forefront with a story in the Athletic, which I'm going to give you the highlights from because Randy uh, will not pay the ten dollars to get a subscription. Facts. Russell Wilson. <laughs> 
The report in The Athletic said that he had pushed to have Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired before he departed from Seattle, and that he also tried to get the general manager and former Dukes of Hazard star John Schneider <laughs> uh, fired as well with the hopes that they would hire Sean Payton to be the new coach. And so that was a shocking thing because everybody's always thought Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, they sort of seem joined at the hip. Now, Wilson has denied the report on Twitter. He said, quote, and this is from his Twitter account, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. I'm focused on moving forward. Best is ahead. Randy, what do you make of this story, and do you believe that Russell Wilson tried to get his two uh, head guys axed? I think we need to be very careful. I've heard this, and I've seen this throughout the day, called a hit piece. There's a difference between a hit piece and just stacking facts in a way that makes someone look less than appealing, looks look less than a, a, a good teammate, good locker room guy, good leader. I don't know that this is a hit piece as much as it is just a list of facts that paint Russell Wilson in a way that continues to come out You know, after his, his Seahawks run where it just kind of... People are going out of their way to point out just how uncomfortable Wilson made things there toward the end in Seattle. Um, Seattle won that trade, to be sure, right? I mean, Seattle went oh, to the definitely. postseason. The, the the Broncos did not. I, I, I believe what's in the piece. Um, so you believe he did try to get him fired? I do. I've, I've, I'd, I'd heard that. I mean, listen, he had an, he had an, he had an offense. Like, he was... He was someone who. Why does everybody think? Let me ask you a question. Why does yeah. everybody think it's so bad the dude had an office? Like, I mean, I, you know, I, you, you're big time there at ESPN. I don't have an office you, here. If you walk into ESPN and you go into Bristol, you walk through the front door. <laughs> the first thing they say is, "Mr. Scott, uh, may we have some coffee? Would you like some coffee before you go to your office?" Oh, like there's nothing wrong with having an office, is there? There's it, it, okay. You have to compare it to your contemporaries, right? And I understand even That's if you true. want to, even if you want to stream uh, streamline it and say how many uh, how many Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are there in the NFL and how many of those guys have offices, I think that's a list of one. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers has a but has an office at Lambeau. You could spin that as you could spin that as he's so into football that he doesn't want to leave the facility and he has an office. Couldn't you do that? I think it's a little man thing. Matt, how how tall are you? Bud? Oh wow, how tall I'm are six you? Four. I'm six oh, four. Same, same. So I think, no, you're not. I'm I, tall, so I, dude. dude, depending on the convenience store I walk in, I'm between. I see six, your four three, inch heels. Six, but go ahead. <laughs> wearing four inch heels today. So I, I I think it's a little man thing. I think I think for a guy like Russell Wilson who's been proving perceptions and metrics wrong his entire NFL career, I think he came into it and said, "How do I want to be viewed? I've won a Super Bowl here. I've taken him to another." I want an office. I want to be seen as someone who is making decisions, whose input matters in decisions. And I think he looked around at Pete Carroll, looked at John Schneider, who I, had, I, I, I googled the Dukes of Hazard link. That's a that's a good line. I but like I I think he looked at it and said I want to be seen as on their level. Who knows how much he even set foot in this office? But I think for him it was about optics. And when you have someone who deals in the petty like that, it detracts. It lowers but, the ceiling of your football team. Now look, I've I've I've. It has been clear to me for multiple years that Russell Wilson is annoying. Like, you know, what was his Mr. Unlimited thing he did a couple years ago? Yes. And, I mean, like, he is the dorky guy that is also successful that then thinks he has the cure to cancer. I I believe all of that. I believe that he – is a, is a little much. I believe his teammates probably roll their eyes at him when he walks away. So I believe all that. But just because that stuff is true 
does not mean that the next thing is – like, it's not the case that if you have five bad qualities, then you have every bad quality. Just if – even if all those things are true, Randy, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he tried to get his coach fired. And I, I think if you're Russell – if you see Russell Wilson come out immediately and say, I didn't do that, don't you give that any credence at all? Or do you just think, look, Russell Wilson's the kind of dude who gets people – tries to get people fired? I think – he wasn't always that dude. I think he aged into that role. I from okay. now now okay. I I understand the slippery slope that you're saying. Do you believe that Russell Wilson is a guy who wanted to and bought into the whole let Russ cook storyline over the last like four seasons in a Seahawks uniform? Let me throw the football more. Probably, but he's not that guy anymore, right? So, and he maybe he believes he is, but as we saw this year, he's not that guy anymore. But if he looked at Pete Carroll as the greatest impediment to him doing that, possibly wouldn't, wouldn't you? Couldn't you see a power struggle start to take you could. hold? I could, you could. So I guess I could see it, but I, I'm also not surprised by Wilson denying it, nor his attorney denying it. That that feels. Like a step. It's not quite a step to say, hey, this is liable. Hey, this is slander. Hey, we're taking legal action. But he got his lawyer involved with a quickness. I mean, doing that within hours of this report coming out, I believe it. I think, though, there is a level of be careful what you wish for here because you wanted Sean Payton. You got Sean Payton. You just got him with a lesser roster. Let me let me say it's about his lawyer yeah. involved, though. All right. Everybody gets their lawyer involved. You know what they don't ever do? They never sue for defamation because you know why? You're not going to win. The only person I've seen in like two or three years that has claimed they were going to sue for defamation and has done it was Brett Favre, and he will lose against Pat McAfee and the other various people. He's going to lose that case okay. because you, you, it is almost impossible to sue a public figure for defamation and win. It happens occasionally, but it's almost impossible. But Ryan Clark, he's an ESPN NFL analyst here. Uh, he, unlike Randy Scott, doesn't have an office, and he had this. <laughs> to say on first take about the rumors of Russell Wilson wanting to get Pete Carroll fired. The problem is this. Because of Russell Wilson's well-crafted public persona and the things we've always wanted to believe about him or the things he's always wanted everyone to believe about him, when we hear Russell Wilson may have wanted a coach fire, we go, huh! Everybody clutches their pearls. Russell Wilson's a human who has emotions about other people that may not be positive sometimes. That's football. That's life. That's business. And so I don't care how he looks. It's actually not my job to judge how Russell Wilson looks. My job is to judge how Russell Wilson plays. Russell Wilson wanted Sean Payton. Russell Wilson now has Sean Payton. Now, Russell Wilson better look better than he looked last year because then it won't matter who he has to be fired because they'll be trying to fire him. I get all that, but, like, I don't think – I mean, I'll be honest with you. No offense to our colleague, uh, Ryan Clark. I don't think there's anybody who believes, like, the veneer is off of Russell Wilson already, right? Like, nobody's sitting around going, man, Russell Wilson sure seems perfect. I would hate <laughs> to have this. I feel like we've he's kind of – people have been taking target practice on him for a while. Yeah, for a quarterback who's been largely off target himself over the last couple seasons to get himself out of Seattle and then the debacle of the first year they got Nathaniel Hackett fired – uh, midway through, um, you know, mid-season, we'll say. Um, no, he's not that guy. He is not beyond reproach on the field. He's certainly on the back nine as a quarterback. And yeah, now he's got Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, one of the first orders of business was, oh yeah, you know your personal quarterbacks coach? He's gone. He's out of this building. I'm not familiar with that. Get in line, even if your name is Russell Wilson. 
Yeah. Well, either way, uh, it's going to be – it's interesting to see how this has all changed in just the last little bit with Russell Wilson. And I, I, I think this is a partially – I actually take the exact opposite take than Ryan Clark. I think people are beating up on Russell a little bit because they don't like him, and it makes them more likely uh, to believe this story. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. The other quarterback in the news a lot is Aaron Rodgers, who got out of his uh, darkness, um, whatever it's called, darkness <laughs> room tank. Yeah. As I said on Sunday tank. morning show, there comes a point where you get <laughs> so rich you pay to be poor, and that's what Aaron Rodgers did. He paid to sit in a dark room with a bed and a toilet. But he's now out, and the question is, what is next? And there's been a lot of people sort of go various ways on it. I'm going to ask you. Green Bay or New York? That seems to be the conversation. Where does he end up in your man? I think he stays in Green Bay. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a devil you know over the devil you don't. I think he feels some level of investment. However, however calloused he may be toward roster construction, and however wronged he may feel about the roster that's been put around him by the front office, by the coaching staff, I think he does have a level of investment in the Romeo Dobbses in. Uh, the Christian Watsons. I mean, he saw some of the talent take hold as they made their little run in the back half of the season. I think Aaron Jones coming back, restructuring his deal, makes it possible for them to add a few more pieces there around him. I also think we have to decide as sports fans, Matt, and as 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 pundits, as whatever we want to call ourselves here, what do we value the most? Because we have a contrast here we have the ideal of one player playing the entirety of their career in one uniform and never leaving and never going ring chasing and never forming up for a big three or a big two or whatever it is versus this now moved goalpost for NFL quarterbacks where we say no no no, one ring's not enough anybody can get one ring anybody no no, no two rings that's the standard we have to decide what we value more because Aaron Rodgers is our test case. Do you stay in one uniform, show loyalty and whatever else, or do you go ring chasing and join that yeah, sort I don't of care about, VIP I don't ca- I don't care about loyalty, really, because, you know, the reality is if the Packers felt like they needed to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, they would, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we saw that with Brett Favre. I mean, the, these these franchises will make the decision that's best for them. So I really don't care one way or the other about loyalty. I just don't know if I want the guy – to be quite frank with you, Randy, because I think he's weird. I think he's weird. <laughs> and I don't know if he's good anymore. And I don't – listen, I don't care that he's weird. I don't care that he ayahuasca's, which was a word literally I'd never heard of until two years ago. And I just – and now it feels like that's the go-to word for everything. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. secondly, I just think he's a weird dude that's not as good anymore. He doesn't seem like a guy that teammates adore, maybe like they once did. And I'm just not sure if I'm Green Bay, do I honestly think in the next two years I can win a title with Aaron Rodgers? If the answer to that question is no, why do I want him? Isn't it time to move on? And by all indications, well, by many indications Jordan Love has shown this coaching staff enough to where they'll at least dangle Aaron Rodgers out but there I don't I don't believe that decision. either though do you think Jordan Love's going to be I mean if he was well, really good don't you think they would have already made a move and well you're not going to hear from you know, no coaching staff's going to be that honest no no coaching yeah. staff's going to say hey all right, this guy this <laughs> this guy flirting with draft bust uh, he's but not, do you he's think not he ready. can win a title do you think Aaron yeah. Rodgers can win a Super Bowl in the next two years with Green Bay I think he can 
I think you do. I do. All you have to I mean, the road is so much easier in the NFC than in the AFC. So if you're if you're Rodgers and you're and you're taking temperature to the room and you look at your front office and say, hey, you know what? They're not going to deal me in conference. They're going to send me to the AFC where Josh Allen's waiting, where Patrick Mahomes is in my way, Justin Herbert's in my way. Hell, Russell Wilson, if they get it together with Sean Payton, all yeah. these guys are in my way. The road is easier. Even the, the 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 boogeyman for Green Bay, the Niners, their quarterback situation is a mess right now. So but what you, is it you see that's going to make Green Bay better? Like, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a better player next year than he was this year? I think if they get him a bona fide one at wide receiver. But who I, are those guys? I don't, who is, who's that to go get? They I don't, don't go grow on trees. No, they don't. They sure don't. I, but he can make, you know, he made Jordy, and granted that was a younger version of himself, but he can make, he can elevate the play of a receiver. He just needs, look what he did with Devontae Adams. Look what he did with Jordy Nelson. Like, he needs a bona fide one or someone that he can, that, that's on the cusp of that, that he can make into that. They don't have it right now. I, I, I truly believe they're going to, transition more to an Elway late in his career that you know not that not that Aaron Jones is, is, is Terrell Davis but they're going to run the ball the defense was improved last season if they spend a little money or a little draft capital on the defensive side of the ball maybe that's the way they win and it doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers 350 through the air and three touchdowns Randy I had a buddy once who <laughs> when I was in uh, when I just got out of law school he was a really good guy we'd had a lot of fun at various points in our life and then he went off and he decided he needed three months to clear his mind right and he oh. went to like he went to like South America and he came back and he started talking to me about how I didn't see the world right and there was a vision that you could look if you would look at the clouds and not the not the the world in front of you and he just started speaking what I thought was gibberish mm-hmm. and I was fine with him he seemed much much happier but I remember thinking to myself you know what I don't know that our friendship can go forward anymore. I don't know what to say to you at this point. You might just be too enlightened for me. Uh-huh. I feel that way about Aaron Rodgers. I feel like, you know what? We've If I'm Green Bay, we've had a good time together. Things are good. But why don't you go focus on your mind-altering times, and maybe it's time for us to go in a different direction. That's what I would do if I was Green Bay. I'm with you there. Everybody has but that friend. Th- but is this – the right legacy-defining decision for Aaron Rodgers. What should he do? We're going to discuss it with Tim Hasselback. But first, Randy is going to tell you about our good friends. And by good, our good friends, I really mean my good friends at Indeed. Okay. All right. Well, your good friends at Indeed. Uh, running your own business requires a lot of running around. From bookkeeping to client meetings, you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Tim Hasselbeck is ESPN's NFL analyst. That was a call of Bryce Young. I wasn't going to lead with this, but since we did it, Tim, have you gotten a chance to look at the four big quarterbacks? You got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and now Anthony Richardson kind of rising from Florida. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten a chance to look at them, and what are your thoughts on those four guys? Yeah, I I have, and... um... I think there's something I like about all of them. I think when you, you know, a couple of them, I would put Richardson and Levis in the same category of, you know, just like the physical ability is something that sticks out. And so, you know, a lot of people will talk about like, oh, we don't love this or go back to this game. He was inaccurate here. Ultimately, I think when people evaluate the potential of both of those players, it's going to be, impossible to deny it's a little bit like zach wilson you know you say all right well why did everyone love zach wilson the way they did coming out because you could throw the ball in a way that most people that are put on this planet can't throw it and i think that that'll be the case with those two guys and then i think that uh, you know bryce's production in college um his understanding as a passer is impressive he's kind of a smooth athlete his size will be an issue for some people, and um, I think it'll cause some concern, and, and I think it'll be legitimate. Uh, and then I think with Stroud, um, you know, I think just trying to identify, like, where he is, what he can become, because he does a lot of things that you really love. He's played in big games, and he's played well in big games, and um, and so I think there'll be a lot to like about him Um by a lot of people. And I, and I think, you know, part of the question ends up being, you know, how familiar is he with concepts that we feel like he could do at the next level. And, um, and so I, I think that each guy kind of presents kind of his own, you know, pluses and then have, they all kind of have their own issues, which is typically the case. And then I think there's somebody like Hendon Hooker who, look, I think you can talk all day long about Richardson and, and Levis and then you can look at Hendon Hooker and be like, you know what? He might be better than both those guys. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I, as a Kentucky fan, I'll tell you, if Kentucky had had those receivers, Tim, I think he would have. Will Levis would have looked a lot better too. <laughs> hey, no, no. Listen, no doubt about it. And I think that's one of the things you have to think about when you when you start. Look, I, I have said I've been on the record saying one of the hardest parts about a, uh, evaluating a quarterback is oftentimes if you look at somebody, especially from a smaller school, it's like you don't really know how good or bad the guys are that he's playing with. And I had that conversation with people when, I mean, this is I mean, going back now, but like when Kirk Cousins was coming out, when um, 
I mean, heck, when Brian Hoyer was coming out of Michigan State or, you know, when Josh Allen was coming out of Wyoming or uh, when Daniel Jones is coming out of Duke and, you know, and then compare that to, you know, Mac Jones throwing a, a bubble against Notre Dame that goes 65 yards for a touchdown. And you're like, well, hold on a second. Like, yep. that's not the same. So, look, that's a hard part of evaluating quarterbacks for sure. Okay, so Tim, I, I see a red flag if we're talking about Ohio State quarterbacks, just because the 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 stats, yeah. the, the the prolific numbers that come out of the college game don't often translate to the pro game. But then you point out an Alabama situation, like you said, they have speed to burn at the wideout, so a bubble screen goes for sixty five yards. Is there a scheme in college football relative? You could say to maybe maybe make it the top five quarterbacks. We're gonna throw Hendon Hooker in there. A scheme that you feel like translates better or at least gives you a more accurate prediction of what they'll do at the NFL level out of that group of five you know Stroud and Young and Levis and Richardson and and throw Hendon Hooker in there as well you're saying like is there a scheme that exists in the NFL like here's what I would say Randy like I, I really think that you know it's the coach's job to figure out this is the player I have like let's do the things that he's great at doing and you know, I, I think it, when I think people get themselves into trouble when they say, "All right, this is um, this is what I do. This is what I've coached. This is what I've had success doing." And so, I'm going to expect you to kind of do the same stuff. And and coaches try that. Like coaches do that a lot. And and I think that's one of the reasons many quarterbacks fail. You know, I think the and then conversely, I think the other side of it is. All right, so a player comes in and he's good at something. You know, he's he's good at these concepts or, you know, he's great when you get him on the move. All right, that's fine. What is he doing to improve at the other stuff, to get better at the concepts that, that he's not, you know, uh, a pro at right now? And I think that's really where it is. And that's why I think, like, when you, when guys draft quarterbacks, is that, it is as much their – what they're drafted into in terms of the coaches they're with, the players they're around, uh, and then how those things kind of marry together. We'll finish up with this. We weren't going to talk about the draft, but uh, the Eli Gold clip got me thinking about it. So I'm going to ask you a question I actually wanted to know. Lamar Jackson, there's a lot of debate about what Mm -hmm. the Ravens should do and shouldn't. If the report is correct that he wants the same or more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, if you were the Ravens GM, would you do it? No, I wouldn't do it. Here's the deal. Look, that, that Cleveland Browns contract is absurd. and it, It's dumb, and it should not be used as a comp. You shouldn't be. The, the situation was so unique. Basically, you had a guy who was due to make a massive amount of money, and Houston could not play him. So they had to move him. And then at that point, he basically became a free agent that had multiple teams bidding for him, and he, and he had a huge contract that he didn't really have to play under. And so uh, you then had a scenario where Carolina, Atlanta, uh, Cleveland, they all wanted him, and Cleveland just took it to a, an absurd place. It sounds crazy to say, but there was so much leverage in Watson's lap that, that, that he was calling the shots. And so I think that when you look at it for, um, for Lamar, he doesn't have that kind of leverage. He can be franchised. So like to say, Hey, I need, 
some outlying contract plus a dollar because I'm a better player than him. It's just I, I don't think that it's a, a reasonable comp. Look, if you want to use Kyler Murray's nearly $190 million guaranteed as a comp, go ahead and do it. Like, like use those as a comp and get maybe $200 million guaranteed. But I, I would not do it. And, I, and, and listen, I would also say this. Lamar Jackson, just go, go look at what he's done. His 2019 was remarkable. 2020, not as remarkable. The last two years, he hasn't even been able to finish the season. So to get, say, be like, hey, I'm signing you a, to a five-year extension. I'm going to guarantee every penny of it, I think would be bad business for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I agree with you, and I love Lamar Jackson, but I think you're right. Tim, great stuff. I appreciate it. Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN NFL analyst, thank you for your time. See you, guys. Thanks, Tim. One of the NBA's best young stars, I mean the best one, is about to have his third head coach in a very short period. At what point do we start looking at him? The Trey Young question. That's next here on Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Like Randy Scott at an ESPN pickup game, Trey Young shoots a lot but sometimes gets hot and takes over. It's Kenny and Carl on ESPN Radio. Come on, man. He's Randy Scott. I'm Matt Jones. You, are you suggesting you don't shoot a lot at these game, at the I, pickup games? I don't often get back on offense, man. What's what's the opposite of cherry picking? Like I, I stay oh, on you the only defensive stay on end. the defensive end. I'll get you I'll get you 12 boards and 6 hard fouls. And, and otherwise <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot in the old box score. Wow, that's an interesting 12 boards and six hard fouls. That's You're it. like, uh, what was the guy that backed up Bill Lambeer on the Pistons? J- James Edwards, maybe? <laughs> Is that I, who you are? No, I mean, I'll, I'll flirt with the edges of propriety so I, who is the uh rick mahorn that was him too rick well mahorn. no mahorn's a lot better than that i think you're yeah. more of a james edwards type uh, you can tune in the nba action sunday the bucks <laughs> host the suns presented by indeed coverage begins at 12 30 eastern on select espn radio stations now quinn snyder and the hawks according to adrian wojanowski are progressing in talks to make him the next coach the former utah and missouri coach is now the full focus of the hawks search And it looks like he will be Atlanta's next coach. He will be the third coach already, Randy, for Trey Young. A guy, and they say Kyrie Irving is the NBA player that your favorite player loves. I think Trey Young is the NBA player your favorite player hates. 
as Pitt's guys don't seem to want to play with him, mm-hmm. and he gets coaches fired. Do you think we're ever going to see Trey Young be a star, or is he always going to be a dude who's just kind of getting buckets but not winning? I think he's already a star. I, I think he's already – He's already there. He came in from Oklahoma with that sort of Steph Curry of the flyover states sort of vibe, you know. What's diet that his name? Steph Curry of the flyover. I mean, state. yeah, the okay. diet All Steph. I like it. I diet like Steph Curry. Diet Steph. All right. Bargain, you know, one of those soda Steph machines. Ultra. One of those yeah. soda machines outside of a box store. You know, I'm not gonna name it, but you know, like. Instead of Mountain Dew, it's like Mountain Mist or something. Yes, you know no, what I mean? Ma- like, or, no, though. In, in in Kentucky, they have at the at the Walmart. Instead of Mountain Dew, it's Mountain Holler. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't know if we were allowed to name the box store, but yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mountain or, Holler. Or, yes. You know, like Hydrox is to Cheez Its. You know, or no, to Oreos rather, or cheese nips are to Bubba Cheez-Its. Cola. That's right. So yeah. you're saying he's like a Bubba Cola. He's, but do yeah. you, but you, so, but you're still a fan. You still think there's a? Can you win oh, no. big with Trey Young? No, 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 you no, cannot. no, okay. no. You, you, you would need a certain, you need a certain roster around him. You need a certain coaching staff. Their five in Atlanta is is impressive. This is the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2021. And there are people going to say, ah, listen, you know, the schedule broke the right way and blah, blah, blah. What? Fine. But, and, and everybody was remarkably healthy. That was something Lloyd Pierce never had in his run in Atlanta. So that's probably why they closed the door on Nate McMillan the way they did. But when you look at I mean, DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, that's a five, Bogdanovich, that's a five to six that you can build around in the East. So the fact they've been so abysmal is due largely to the, the three-point inefficiency from Young this season. But you mentioned the lack of, of popularity. He was voted. Okay, the disparity here in the Eastern Conference, this is the all-star voting results, right? The fans get to vote, media gets to vote, and the players get to vote. Fans, this is just among guards. Fans voted him fifth, okay? Media, that's out, that's out of 12. Media yep. voted him sixth, okay? That's middle, middle of the pack. Players voted him 12th yeah but Dead you know because i don't think they respect his game because and they don't like him he's a he is a bulk three-point shooter that this year can't really shoot and so like uh, you know so i don't know what you have here's the biggest problem with trade first of all you're right you can't look past the fact they went to the eastern conference finals but <laughs> if ben simmons shoots a layup they're out right like he if ben simmons doesn't change his career by not shooting layups they're out now he didn't i understand that right but still i sort of wonder if that's fool's gold you know in college basketball right now randy hubert davis went to the championship game last year carolina was terrible all year they got hot for three weeks and then all of a sudden this year they're terrible again and so you start to wonder were those three weeks in the tournament last year an aberration right i sort of wonder that about the hawks was the fact that they got by the Sixers in that weird series where Ben Simmons sort of fell apart, was that an aberration and have has us thinking Trey Young is a better player than he is? It's the I mean, it, it, we see it in, you're a Reds fan. We see it in baseball. Homer Bailey. It's a Homer Bailey. Throw one no-hitter, you get a nine-figure contract. Do you ever live up to it again? No. Homer Bailey's been called. You're, you're, like a, when's the last time you think Homer Bailey's been mentioned on ESPN <laughs> Radio? It can't but, have been any time recently. Well, and not in a positive way, unfortunately. I mean, that, <laughs> okay. you're right. It's the aberration effect. It, Quinn Snyder is someone, though, with the gravitas, with the reputation, the blessing of guys. For, as, as disparate as, I mean, you've got Rudy Gobert. 
who was a fan of his, and Donovan Mitchell. Those two guys hated each other, and they're still both fans of his. And they were disappointed to see him leave in the power change there. Oh, Quinn Snyder, I think, is a very good coach. I think that is a really good hire. But what happens if Quinn Snyder can't win with him? Then do you sort of say, Trey Young, just not happening? I, not happening in Atlanta. There, there's always going to be a market for somebody who can get you 25, 26, 27 a game. He's got, you know, he's up around nine assists. Like he's not going to rebound. That's fine. And maybe the aberration for him is the three point shooting this season. Maybe this is the outlier and he gets back to a 38, 39% from distance guy. You can win with that. I don't know that you can win with him as your first and yeah. second option in your offense. And that's how he plays. I mean, a man, to have his hair, a man has to have confidence. And he does. <laughs> and I don't think it's going anywhere. I'm just not sure. What are you giggling at? I can't make kidding. hair jokes, but you're right. I saw somebody describe it as he does the most with the least. He, I, I give him credit for that. There's a, there's a skill to that, and uh, he should be saluted. Chris Canty will join us next here on his show, Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.